the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, just traded to the Russians for Delino to Shields. You got to be a longtime uh, Dodger fan to understand that. But uh, speaking of trades, it's not a sports trade, but uh, Brittany Griner, W, well, it's kind of she's in sports. WNBA star Brittany Griner was traded yesterday to Russia by the U.S. government for Victor Bout, known as the Merchant of Death. We'll talk about that today and anything you want to talk about today, because today, for the first time in a long time, is Open Line Friday. And uh, it is uh, Open Line Friday. You can change the conversation if you've got something on your mind, a Bible question, a question about the news. Uh, anything you want to talk about today is your day to bring that to the table here on Southern California Live. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. You can call right now or you can send me an email, SoCalLive at KKLA. Dot com. All right, so we'll start off with the Brittany Griner story. She was freed from a Russian prison and is now back in the United States and uh, is getting some medical attention. I think they don't really know what for, but probably just, hopefully, just uh, precaution, although being in a Russian jail, you never know. The trade, though, is uh, controversial, mainly because it wasn't made for another United States citizen who's in uh, captivity in prison in Russia, U.S. Marine Paul Whelan, who's been incarcerated since 2018. There was only one choice, and the only, uh, the only person that they were willing to treat for with respect to Mr. Boot was Brittany Griner. They put Paul Whelan in a different category. They treat him separately. They treat him uh, differently uh, because of the sham espionage charges that they've levied against him. Uh, there, we tried many different permutations to try to get both of them out at the same time, as you might expect. Uh, but the Russians really put Mr. Whalen in a different category. Uh, and so we just we just were not able to make that work right now. The only deal we could get right now was the deal boot for, for Brittany Griner. And the president felt he had a moral obligation to take that. It was either get one American out, in this case, Brittany, or get none. That was uh, administration official John Kirby trying to explain the controversy. And basically what he's saying is that the Russians weren't even uh, having the conversation about releasing Paul Whelan, that it was only release uh, Victor Bout or uh, nobody at all to get uh, Brittany Griner back home. Now, I want to say this as we think about this story. Now, I'm wondering what, what you think, and maybe maybe this, to put it in in this perspective, what would you give up? How far would you go to free a loved one of yours and what would you not be willing to give up? Because I think some of what people are saying in the controversy is let's assume that the administration is telling the truth that the Russians weren't going to release Paul Whelan, that there really was no other choice. It was either Brittany Griner or nobody. Uh, some people are saying, well, you released in order to get a basketball star out. You released somebody who's a mass murderer who's convicted of trying to kill Americans who's going to go back to selling arms. And a lot of people are concerned about that. 
And as I think about that, I think that's a, you know, definitely a concern for international relations and our our country. But how far would you go to say, you know what, we could get her out, but we're not going to pay that price? What if it was your loved one? What if uh, it's your daughter or your friend or your spouse or somebody that you cared deeply about? You know, where do you think about those kinds of things? I don't know. Like if it was my kid, would I be okay trading my kid to Russia or trading uh, for my kid to get my kid out of a uh, Russian prison where they've been sentenced for nine years and it's completely uh, wrong? And just to put that out there, I think we need to you know acknowledge that her incarceration was completely unjust. Nine year sentence for carrying some cannabis oil, where a lot of the world should get no sentence. It was completely wrong, and most people believe that it's entirely political. And that gets into some of the sensitive things with this issue is, is she a really a political prisoner and a pawn to try to get uh, this other guy out? What do you think? 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557 is the number. It's Open Line Friday. We can talk about anything if you'd like to change the subject. We do that on Fridays, but right now we're going to talk about this subject. You know, what would you do to give up a loved one of yours? And does it concern you uh, that we gave up somebody who is a pretty bad guy? I'll tell you a little bit more about him in a minute, but it concerns people on both sides of the aisle. Chris Coons, uh, Senate Democratic senator, had this to say. And it was clear over many months that Putin was only going to release uh, Brittany Griner in exchange for this person. And that's the risk, is that the more we engage in such exchanges, um, the more Americans are at risk of being scooped up and held as leverage to try and secure the release of um, folks who we would rather not have to release. And see, and that is, uh, Senator Coons is pointing out what the what kind of the issue is here, is that Does this now create a situation where Americans who are traveling abroad, especially uh, if you're planning your Christmas in Moscow for whatever reason, um, maybe that's a bad thing because maybe you're going to get scooped up on some kind of trumped up charges or maybe maybe it's a maybe you did something wrong. Like she did break the law in Russia. Nobody's really saying that she didn't break the law. She never should have brought that stuff. She should have been better informed. Lots of you know questions about that. But nobody thinks that nine years in a Russian labor camp. Uh, was deserved for that. What happens if you go to Moscow and uh, you get arrested for jaywalking or you have some kind of prescription medicine maybe that's illegal there and you didn't really know it or you did know it, but you thought, oh, I want to bring this anyway. There's there's reasons. And does it set up a situation where now it's dangerous for Americans to travel? That is one of the controversies here. So the trade was for a guy named Victor Bout. And uh, he's been accused and uh, convicted of and been accused of supplying arms to Al Qaeda back in the early 2000s and the Taliban and rebels in Rwanda. And apparently there was a movie. I didn't see this movie. Do you see this movie, Wilbert? Wilbert's our fabulous producer. Do you see the movie uh, with Nicolas Cage, Lord of War? Uh, was that any good? Yeah, people should go. I don't know. I never saw that movie. I think 2005. Why would I not have seen that movie? For me, a lot of the movies dropped off as soon as we had kids, right? As soon as James was born in uh, 2009, that was the end. Uh, That was the end of movies. I remember sitting down with my wife shortly after we got home with uh, the baby and thought, oh, finally, we're going to watch a movie together. I think it was the new Star Trek movie or something we'd rented. And uh, I think we got about two minutes and 16 seconds into it before uh, we had to take care of the baby again. And that was the end. That was the end of movies for a long time. Anyway, Lord of War. So this guy's been around a long time. 
And uh, he was convicted in 2011 on charges, including conspiring to kill American citizens. He's a Russian arms dealer, Victor Bout, and uh, he has always relayed a defiant message and continues to do so through his lawyer. And um, people basically think that now that he's been freed, uh, he had a 25-year sentence. He's 55 years old, had a 25-year sentence, and he'd only served about, uh, what, since 2011, so 11 years of it, that he will very likely go back to uh, selling arms and maybe be involved in the Ukraine war uh, where the Russians need weapons. And uh, apparently they, they lost their arms dealer, I guess. Do you have to go to a shop for that? Does he have like a storefront, uh, you know, Victor Bout arms dealer? And uh, maybe there, maybe in Russia there's a website for that kind of thing. If you need a tank or you need a uh, service-to-air missile, you just uh, go to uh, Victor Bout's website. I don't know. Uh, but apparently he's going to go back to that. So that's the, that's the scenario here. So we have um, somebody who is traded, an American citizen who is a basketball star, an entertainer, basically, um, somebody who's not dangerous, somebody who was certainly a political prisoner and somebody who's there because of, uh, you know, political reasons. And this is probably why, you know, some people suspect that Putin uh, might have been involved here, or at least the higher ups to say, you know what, we're going to keep her. Uh, she was arrested right at the time of the start of the Ukraine war. And uh, there's leverage there. That's something that I think happens. So, you know, it is, uh, if I could give you some advice, this is not a good time to uh, go to Russia. Uh, I don't know that there is. Have you ever been there? Maybe it'd be great to hear from you, 888-528-2557. Have you taken a trip there, like a vacation, uh, maybe some kind of business deal, but maybe you went there on purpose on uh, on a vacation? Is it a place you go? Did Did Bernie Sanders, is it true that he spent his honeymoon there in uh, Moscow years ago? <laughs> Uh, that just doesn't seem like the romantic town I would like to go to. I'd like to go see Red Square. I'd like to go, uh, you know, check out those buildings and uh, all of that, but I'm not going right now. Um, what do you think? 888-528-2557. So he is a, uh, anyway, Victor Bout, high-profile Russian. In uh, He'd been in U.S. security, uh, in U.S. custody. And uh, you can watch the video. There's a video of them being exchanged. It's kind of like a movie. Uh, they're on a tarmac of uh, an airport, and uh, they they get off the planes. They pass each other, and uh, there's some handshaking going on, and then they get on the planes, and uh, they come home. Now, Mr. Bout uh, denies his accusations that he worked for Russian intelligence agencies. Uh, the U.S., of course, uh, denies that, but um, he's a he's a pretty bad guy. Uh, at least we think so. And we seem to think that he is going to go back into business now that he is uh, back in Russia. Do you have thoughts about that? The number is 888-528-2557. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host, 888-528-2557. And one of the things I'm thinking about is if you put yourself in Brittany Griner's shoes or the shoes of her family, like if this was your relative, somebody that you know personally, how would you feel about it? Is there is there a place where you feel like, you know what, I love my 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 person, I want them back, but it's not worth giving up this arms dealer? Or is anybody worth it? I think that's a hard question. I think I would have a, a really hard time with that. 888-528-2557. David in Los Angeles, welcome to Southern California Live. David, uh, go ahead. Is that me? Yeah, go ahead, David. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I've been to Russia. It's been a little while back. I was back in 2004, but I've been to Moscow and I've also been to St. Petersburg. And it's 
kind of uh, surprising. It's actually a lot more more commercialized than you would think. There's McDonald's, TGI Fridays, right? All kinds of businesses that we wouldn't expect. But uh, seeing the Red Square, Lennon's tomb, where they would actually preserved his body, and you can view his body, it's kind of creepy. Um, and it was still there when you went over there. I think they buried it now. Oh, they did. I, I, it was fifty-fifty at the time, but they wanted to keep doing. Yeah, that. they were thinking about it. But he was in a glass, like a glass coffin, and you could just go see him. And they had sort of mummified him, right? But he was there. Is that right? Yeah, they had to bring him down every three days to treat the body again to keep him preserved. Right, it's a wild, was, wild thing they did there. Pretty wild, yeah. But um, it's Russia. I mean, a lot of people were very friendly there. <clears throat> I tried to get outside of Moscow and go to a little small town and do a little small town museum, which was kind of nice. And everybody was shocked that I was there as an American. Huh. But I wanted to get away from the big city and see something else, about countryside a little bit as well. Yeah. So I took a train there. So it was, it was an interesting city. Um, the old world, most beautiful subway in the world is in Russia. Really? In Moscow. I've got brass statues, stained glass pictures, marble walls and, and floors. I mean, just incredibly beautiful old world subway now david did you just um, go there for a vacation or was it work or what was the reason you went i was actually fortunate to be on a, a big around the world trip for five days short of three months and that was one of my stops was moscow and st petersburg wow that's pretty cool do you win it on the prices right i'm just kidding they always no. used to give away those a trip around the world <laughs> yeah. but, but it was it was a fun trip and I, I learned a lot about things and learned that probably russian is a latin-based language as well um, yeah Made, made some friends while I was there, but uh, it's very it, it's a very interesting country. Now it's probably changed quite a bit since then, since it's almost twenty years later. That's what I was going to ask but you: is you have a sense that it's different? Yeah, but at the well, in in the attitude, I don't know about with all of the Ukraine stuff happening, but in the attitude of when I was there, I talked to a lady and um, told her about something I read in a Culture's Smart book, which is great to have if you're going to another country. It tells you what's bad and what's good to do. Um, but it, it, it talked about how McDonald's opened a McDonald's there and said that we want you to greet everyone with a smile. And they all looked at them like, they're going to think we're idiots. We can't do that. Because <laughs> no one had anything to be happy about because they were still recovering from the Cold War and what was going on. And so older people were very resentful of the younger people at that time because they got to live out the freedoms and the luxury of being able to do things they like more easily than, than they were able to do when they were young. Mm. And that was starting to change at that time, and it's probably changed quite a bit since then. But, Are, but do you, do you still keep in touch time. with anybody over there? You said you made some friends. Are you still in touch? No, I lost I lost touch with the two people. I, I was in touch with, unfortunately. Yeah. All right. There was one other thing I did want to tell you, though, real quick, because I know you got to make it short. Um, the Merchant of Death, he's far more dangerous than most people know. I saw something this morning. He has a fleet of 60 huge cargo ships that allow him to drop anything, anywhere, at any time, weapons-wise. So he's a he's a very scary guy. And that we traded him. You know, I'm glad we got back the girl basketball player, but that we traded him for a, a girl. It's kind of scary. He was in, supposed to be in prison for 25 years. So I mean, that's that's, that's a scary thing. Yeah, that guy's back out and at a viable age to start it up again. Yeah, it's so, a, it's a scary thing, and especially if he's in cahoots with the government anyway, then he's going to have help. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right, David, thanks for calling Southern California Live. The number is 888-528-2557. It's Open Line Friday. We'll talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. We're talking about the Brittany Griner trade for Victor Bout today. And uh, 888-528-2557. Vicki in Encino, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi. Hi, Vicki. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Um, I was just listening, and you had asked if... Um, if you if I, you thought that someone should go visit, yeah, um, have you been Russia. there? Well, I've been there three times. Um, I've had a little different experience than the person <laughs> that was before me. Yeah, what happened um, for you? Um, three different times. Um, the first time it, it was a little hard. I'm I'm black, okay. so the first time I went. I, I had a little incident in the airport where um, it wasn't very pleasant. Um, they just decided they chose me to take all my stuff out of my luggage and throw it around. Mm. Um, they just made an assumption <laughs> that I had something in my luggage. Mm. Um, so that wasn't good. The second time um, I got flipped off um, just by somebody just looking at me, and they just flipped me off just because they felt like it. Um, Does it mean the same and, thing in Russia, or does it mean hello in Russia? You know, sometimes there's cultural differences. <laughs> no, he was looking real crazy yeah, at no. me. And, <laughs> that's good. Um, I wish I would have taken it that way. Yeah. It, it what it actually crazy, means in but... Russia is I want to give you 20,000 rubles, but uh, he, he's confused to this day why the American turned him down. Right. That, right. But what I did like, um, I went to an English camp, and the, the younger, the kids, they were like college students um, and high school students. They were really cool. Uh, they were they were really cool. But the people who I stayed with as far as in the camp, they told me there were specific places around there, a lot of places, they said, that I would not be able to go to because they just would not accept me, mm. which I knew about because yeah. <clears throat> I, I just knew. You know, I know. And I you mean, think they, they're not going to accept you because like you're an American or because you're black or some other reason? Because I because I was black. Okay. Um, and another person went with me who was also black, and she they stopped her and asked for her paper, her her uh, her, uh, her passport. Yeah. And it was you know, and I, I get. It. I mean, I've been a, a lot of places around the world, and Russia was not the only place that did that. So I get it. But but what I did like about Russia, I loved the the kids that were there were really cool. I made some pretty cool friends there the students they were really cool also the the architecture there um the red square all that was beautiful yeah um it, you know very stony a lot of stone you know somewhat cold but it was beautiful i i just thought the the art and the things there were really beautiful the experience was tough but you know, I hate to say I'm kind of used to it. <laughs> I hate saying that, but I got it. I mean, it it, it was frustrating, but, I, you know, it wasn't my first show. It yeah. wasn't my first rodeo. Well, I'm glad you that know, you I didn't. Had, you never got arrested or anything. Uh, just you got detained and harassed mm-hmm. a little bit. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad so, you didn't so, end up in a in a jail or something. You got to be careful going absolutely. off to the places that don't want you. Yeah, and I and I felt, and they were the people that I was with. They were real protective of me, and so I, I kind of, I didn't, I don't, I, I don't want to say I understood with, uh, or I understand what uh, Britt went through, but I'm certainly glad they did get her out of there. Yeah. Now her taking that stuff over, you know, hey, what? I'm 
sorry that she did that, but, you know, that's their rules. And I yeah. know when I go to another country, I have to uh, study up on what I can and cannot do. You cannot just go to somebody else's country and, and do things that you think you can do just because we can do it over here. Yeah, I worry that we don't understand that uh, the same way we might have used to. All right, Vicki, thank you so much for your call. I uh, appreciate that. The number is 888-528-2557. It's Open Line Friday. We'll talk about whatever you'd like. We're talking about the Brittany Griner release. You know, in, in the calls of people who've been over there, I think, you know, we hear different, you know, in, impressions of the people. That's something always to remember, right, is that the people, you know, just the regular people, they're like everywhere else, you know. And I think that uh, it's always important to, you know, maintain that, our differences, and in particular, if there is war or hostility, is not, it's never been against actually the people. It's governments. And uh, that is, um, you know, the governments are representative of the people. And some of the people obviously agree with the government. And there's, there's pieces to that. But, you know, I've, a lot of people, most people everywhere just live in their lives and, uh, and doing their things. 888-528-2557. Uh, Richard in Los Angeles, welcome to Southern California Live. Hello, do you say Richard? Yeah, I did. Hi, Richard. Okay, that's me. Hello, Scott. Hi, Richard. Yes, you said that on Fridays we can ask anything related to the Bible. It doesn't have to be on topic. That's so. right. It's open line Friday. Go ahead. Yeah, some, something on my mind. So Isaiah 51, 1 verse 2. I'll just read it briefly in case you don't know, know it by memory. You probably do. Hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness. Ye that, well, this old, old English the King James Version, you that seek the Lord, look unto the rock whence you are honed, and to the hole of the pit whence you are digged. Look unto Abraham your father, and unto Sarah that bear you, for I have called him alone, and blessed him, and increased him. So my question about that is, what exactly does that mean? What are some general advice about healing general racial patterns and traumas? Is it just my parents and grandparents on both sides? How deep do I need to go? Okay. Doesn't have to go too deep to answer. Just some kind of summary of having a general direction of healing my past, yeah. and part of that is healing the generational issues. Yeah, with my pastor in uh, some Christian books and and the Bible. So okay, you know, um, I got to take a break. Can you hold on through the break? Is that possible, Richard? Yeah, yeah I'm here. All right, just hold yeah, on through. Hold on through the break, and we'll get to you as soon as we get back in just a couple of minutes, and I'll answer your question. This is Southern California Live. The number is eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. I'm Scott Furrow. I'll return as the Friday edition continues. Stay tuned. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Text Scott right now in the SoCal Live studio at two one three five three seven thirty eight twelve. Welcome back, everybody. It's Open Line Friday. And you can call about whatever it is, and uh, we'll change the subject just for you. And uh, before the break, Richard in L.A. called, and he had a question about uh, Isaiah 51. And are you still with us there, Richard? Richard, are you with us? I'm going to put you back on hold. I still have you on the line, but maybe you're just listening, and uh, you know, I'll give you the answer. He, is, he read it in the uh, King James uh, version, so maybe that was a little bit harder for some of you, although I think it's still uh, pretty beautiful, and it's like Christmas. Hearken unto me, uh, it begins, ye that follow after righteousness. Hark is a very good Christmas word. Um, listen to me, you who pursue righteousness uh, in the, the NIV, who seek the Lord, look to the rock from which you were cut and to the quarry from which you were hewn. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah, who gave you birth. When I called him, he was only one man, and I blessed him and made him many. Um, 
Hey, Richard, you still with us? Yes, can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you now. All right, so you asked that question about, were you talking about how to get past uh, generational things? Is that the context you were asking about? Yes, because the, the short version is I'm working with my pastor with with different with the Bible and other books. I have some with New Life and other Christian books about healing the childhood trauma, but yeah. I'm kind of working towards the healing generational patterns. And one of the verses popped up was this Isaiah 51, 1 verse 2. So I just wanted to know some general advice. Obviously, there's books with more detail, but yeah. maybe you have advice well, about tips, like general tips, and is it just my parents and grandparents? How far do I have to go? And, so, I mean, and this book you're reading, was it It linked you to this verse. Well, I have a CD from Dr. Dave Stoops about forgiveness, and one of it was he was quoting Isaiah 51, 1 verse 2. Okay. He's part of the new life. He already passed down last year. I'm not sure if you know who he is, but... All right. Well, let me tell you what I what I think about this passage. Let me tell you, uh, Richard, what I think about this passage and, and how it will uh, maybe help you a little bit, maybe why. And I haven't read that book, so I don't know the full context. But here you have the prophet Isaiah. Okay, the, the context is always Israel, right? You always have to remember that that Bible books, is it's written for us today, but it's actually written to a specific audience back in that time, okay? So uh, 2,700 years ago, probably thereabouts. Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness. What he's doing is he's calling Israel back to repentance. And if you keep reading the whole chapter, and you always have to do that context with it, he then promises in verse 3, the Lord will surely comfort Zion and will look with compassion on all of her ruins. Okay, Israel by now is is, is wiped out. They're in captivity. But then he says, he will make her deserts like Eden, her wastelands like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her thanksgiving and the sound of singing. You know, the first thing I would say whenever you're reading a book is make sure that don't just read the verse that it says, read what comes before it and behind it. It's always important to get that context, which most of the time is in the author's mind, and sometimes it doesn't get communicated very well when they just quote one verse there. What this is saying to you is to look back to who your real father is, and your real father ultimately is the Lord. But here it's calling you back to Abraham. I don't know if you ever, if you grew up in church and you sang that song, Father Abraham has many sons, many sons has Father Abraham. You sing and you dance around. Do you do that? You remember that old song? I did not grow up in the face, no. All right. So there was an old song that uh, people listening, uh, now I've stuck that in their brain. They're going to think about it all day. But it was a kid's song. Basically, the idea is that here he's reminding us that God called Abraham and promised Abraham that he would be great among the nations. And we all know Abraham's name, right? Everybody in the world just about knows who Abraham is. God's promises were fulfilled. He became a nation. And all of us can trace our spiritual lineage back to Abraham. But ultimately, the thing to keep in mind here and the reminder about Abraham is that Abraham came to uh, be blessed by God by faith. Okay, and he's saying to look back to the rock for which you were cut. You aren't looking back to a guy who was sinless or a guy who was perfect. You're looking back to a guy who was saved by faith. He trusted God. You know, the story of Abraham where he is going to sacrifice his son, Isaac, and he goes up the mountain and uh, he gets all the way to the point where he raises the knife, if you read that story. And he trusts that God, the ultimate trust is that God's not going to let him do it. 
And God blesses him for that amount of faith. In fact, uh, earlier in that chapter, before he goes up the mountain, he tells everybody, hey, I'm taking my boy up the mountain, and we will be back, even though he had the instruction to sacrifice his son. And then there's a whole lot of foreshadowing about the sacrifice of Jesus and other stuff. It's, a, it's, an, it's incredible, the whole story. What I would say in your case is to do exactly this, to look to Abraham, to go back in your, your family and realize that you're actually called by God. And that to deal with some of this stuff, to look for righteousness, to look for um, the things that you're looking for, ultimately look to the Lord, because the promise is by faith. Romans 4.16 says, the, therefore the promise comes by faith so that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed to all of Abraham's offspring, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who have the faith of Abraham. He is the father of us all. As it is written... I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God in whom he believed, the God of, who gives life to the dead and calls into being the things that were not. That's Romans chapter 4, verse 16 through uh, 17. And uh, it continues. So that would be my advice is to take that and go into Romans chapter 4 and read about Abraham and how that connects with us. I think that's probably what the author is getting into and how that will help you forgive the the people who cause the trauma in your life, which is hard, and also to look back and realize that the reason we have grace is not because of any of our our ancestors' doings. None of them were perfect, but we have grace when we have faith in Christ. And it is there where we have the grace to forgive others, the grace to look to the future that God has promised us in Him. Um, and it's a process um, but I think for, for you, it involves faith and trust that God can bring you healing and that God has a plan through Christ to give everlasting life to you. Does that help? So, yeah, that's a lot of information. Basically, you're saying that to forgive people who caused or contributed to traumas, and then I can also look back at their sins and then just think, what does God have to think about that? So well, that I don't repeat the same sins as my my father and mother, for example? You don't want to, yeah. You want to forgive them, and that's hard, and that's you're, you might need some help depending on, you know, what's going on with you. I'm in that process with the pastor. Yeah, he's helping yeah. me go through that process of forgiveness. So. But I think that this verse is, is directing you to have to trust God and that God is ultimately your, your father. And, okay, that he's the God who gives you life, and he's the God who gives you hope. And this is how you proceed, and it's how you change. And in our time now, we have the Holy Spirit, who I believe supernaturally changes us and helps us break uh, these habits and these things that, you know, we find ourselves with the same tendencies sometimes as our parents, even the sinful ones. The Holy Spirit's there to help you. But put your faith in God. And I'm glad that you're okay. seeing. I'm glad that you're seeing your pastor, and keep doing that. I think that's where this passage is headed. All right, Richard. Okay, well, just one quick thing before you go. So I'm kind of a bit confused. So what you're saying is I don't have to explore every. I don't have to explore like, like my father was an angry man. Well, I mean, of course, I have to explore a little bit. That's part of the, like, I don't have to explore that much of their dysfunction in order to heal. Is that what you're saying? But I don't have to go that deep. I don't think you need to explain all of it. I think that you need to understand that everybody sins, and that some people sin in horrible ways against you. And this is why Jesus had to die. You know, I would talk to either your pastor about it, who's counseling you, and, and I can't do that right here on the show, but 
Sure. Yeah. But I would fine. say that I, I just wanted to make yeah. sure I don't waste all these years trying to. <laughs> look yeah. At all their sins. Uh, you know, talk to your okay, pastor you. about that and, and start yeah. to look forward to see how God has called you. Maybe you maybe he wants to redeem what's happened to you because you've got a story and maybe God wants you to help other people by saying, yeah, that you know what? That happened to me. And here's how I trusted in the Lord. Thank you. All right. All right. Thank you, Richard. Thanks for calling Southern California Live. 888-528-2557. Southern California Live today is open line Friday. You can call about anything you'd like. 888-528-2557. Before the last call, we were talking about Russia and the Brittany Griner um, trade in the news today. Uh, Ruth, uh, welcome to Southern California Live. Hello. Hi, Ruth. Go ahead. I went to Russia in 2000 with the mission group, and I'm black, and I, and, um, I didn't have any, I didn't hear the last lady's conversation, you know, I know she mentioned she was black, yeah. but um, I didn't hear the whole conversation, so I can't really comment, I just kind of wanted the, to share my yeah, experience. Before the break, she had, uh, her experience, she felt like she was uh, in some way discriminated against because she was black at uh, the airport or some people asking her for things and somebody uh, flipped her off and you know she didn't have the best experience um, she's doing pretty well though through all of that yeah yeah I, I guess because I went with the group it was a mission you know yeah. mission trip and we went to Moscow and Siberia and um, the uh, Christians there in Russia they were very very friendly and I didn't keep in contact like I, you know at that time I was I'm still, still am technically challenged, and they wanted to keep in touch, but I didn't. But I had a, with the people that I encountered there, went to Moscow and Siberia, um, the Christians there, it was a good experience. Yeah. So what was your mission trip? You went to Moscow and then you went to Siberia. Yeah. Well, I, I supported an organization and I wanted to see, um, you know, what I was supporting back then. I was, you know, more yeah. <laughs> adventurous. And so I and so we went to we just uh, Moscow was just kind of like a layover and Siberia is where we stayed and yeah. we went to hospitals and orphanages and uh, witnessed you know we we shared the the four spiritual laws and we gave out yeah um, you know yeah little toys and you know yeah and it was yeah so you had a good I, you had a good yeah. trip. I had a good trip with and I got bit by something and that's where you know I didn't know it was gigantic <laughs> and I didn't know. Yeah, it was huge, and and I, there were some challenges, but it was ne- it wasn't with the challenges weren't with the with the Russians. It was more so personally with you know a couple of one person in the group, and I'm not going to say the name of the per- people that I went with, but anyway, yeah. So, so you had some interpersonal it. things going on. Or, all right, yeah, well, with the bite, with the with the bite, yeah, and they, yeah, it was yeah, it was. Well, I've learned uh, you don't want to go to another country and get bit by something that's uh, bigger than you are. Uh, you know, all right, Ruth, thanks for calling Ruth and sharing your story about Russia. Appreciate that. This is Southern California Live. It's Open Line Friday. And we've been talking about the Brittany Griner trade. And uh, here's the question. Just maybe you've had some time to think about it is, you know, what is too much to give up if the person was in your family? And uh, what would you do? Just I'm, I'm curious about that. The controversy is that maybe giving the arms dealer Victor Bout was uh, too much to give up for uh, a basketball star. But if it's your family, how would you feel about that? 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. I'm, I'll be back as the Friday edition of SoCal Live continues. Stay tuned. 
This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. It's Open Line Friday. On Open Line Friday, you can call about anything you want and change the subject. The number is 888-528-2557. You have a Bible question, a question about something in the news, comment to make, 888-528-2557. And uh, we've been talking about the Brittany Griner and uh, Victor Bout trade that uh, happened uh, yesterday and uh, was completed a little while ago. Oscar, welcome to Southern California Live. Oscar, go ahead. Hey, Scott, love your show. Thank you, Oscar. Hey, uh, just want to say uh, I'm very bothered, very super mad about this trading that this guy did. It's amazing how the devil protects his own. I mean, this shouldn't have happened. If it's someone that had to be released, is this the, the Marine or the soldier that has been there for many, many more years, which is an honest fighter who has lived his life, and, and he's more the, like us regular people and not doing some trafficking drugs over there only because he's an MBA and carries stuff that makes the tons of money. And uh, that's the only reason she, they did whatever she or it or whatever they call it, and it's just just not right. Well, it's the, absolutely not right. And like that, the, the the guy from uh, Twitter, uh, I forgot his name. The, the guy that uh, owns the cars and everything, forgot what his name uh, is. Elon Musk. That that is just so absolutely not right. The other guy's been there for four or five years, and this this whatever they just like right away. Well, of course the devil Biden goes to protect his own too. You know, well, you know, the 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 official hey, Oscar, the official story is that the Russians weren't willing to talk at all about uh, U.S. Marine Paul Whelan. That's the that's the official story is that they didn't have a choice. I realize that there's some people challenging that. Um, but the official story at this point is that it wasn't possible to get him out. He's been in there since 2018. So yeah, I, here, but it's I mean, this guy's been fighting for him, for, for this other person. I mean, they, they've been moving earth and heavens. I mean, anything possible. But just like I say, the devil has to fight for his own. But, I mean, uh, for these, these other guys, these, uh, it's not just the, the Marine that is there. There's some other ones, too. But, I, I mean, it's, it's just amazing. I mean, how we're doing, uh, you're doing laws for trans and, and lesbians <clears> and stuff like that. And this is what this fighting is doing. That's why it's so badly. We need to have, like... Right. Either the, the guy from Miami, I don't know what his name is. Yeah, all right, Oscar. I, I appreciate I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people are feeling the way you, you do. Thanks for calling. But we don't really know for sure. I mean, I think that at a time, if we find out later that the administration could have had one or the other, then I think a lot of those things come into play. But if it's only one, let's just say that that's, that story is correct, that the administration could either trade uh, – Victor Bout for for Brittany Griner or nothing. Um, then what should he do? And that I think is where we know there's at least some controversy there because by releasing Victor Bout, maybe it presents a situation where other Americans now are in jeopardy overseas in Russia or maybe China or some other countries where somebody might say, hey, if we just kidnap an American or come up with some trumped up charges for an American, then maybe what we can do is uh, – the Americans will give us somebody out of prison that we want. And that's one of the things that we know is on the table as far as controversy. And then, you know, the, there's certainly the conversation that says, well, maybe President Biden is doing this because uh, Brittany Griner and the uh, social issues or the woke issues that she's been, you know, involved with. Uh, you know, we just we just don't know that right now. And, you know, I, I feel like, 
you know, if she were my family, I would I would certainly have a struggle with the idea that we release this arms dealer, right? Um, but I'd I'd be glad to have her back. Uh, she is an American citizen, and you know she has been somebody very critical of the United States. I'm real curious to see what she has to say because uh, uh, this country gave up an awful lot to get her out. You know, I think that is something that we're going to uh, find out later, and uh, has this changed her opinion about our country? And I think for people who are paying attention, it isn't to say that our country doesn't have have problems, but we're not Russia, and we're not most of these other places that I mean. The the fact that she would go to prison for nine years, a labor camp for nine years, the U.S. Marine Paul Whelan, I should talk about him for a second because you should know he's been in this prison since 2018. The Russians are saying that he was a spy and he was found guilty in a closed trial and he got a 16-year prison sentence. Uh, Paul Whelan denies the accusations and the United States is denouncing his trial as unfair. You know, we don't know all the details. Maybe he was a spy. It happens. But uh, we're saying that he's not a spy and he says he's not a spy. And it's it's a story that also has some weight to it. In November, just this past November, he's 52 years old. We do know that he was briefly transferred from his penal colony to a prison hospital because he was allowed from the hospital to actually speak to his family last week. And the White House is concerned about his whereabouts or condition. So in in this conversation, we should be aware that, you know, if you're in a Russian labor camp, uh, you're probably in, in bad shape. What he told his family is that there is no nutrition in the food and the treatment is pretty bad. Um, and uh, it's a pretty big deal. It's a it's a it's a pretty big deal. And, I you know, when I think about it, I. I when I think about should we trade for any American in that situation, if they're there um, for unjust reasons, or maybe if it is just, you know, I don't think a nine-year sentence for Brittany Griner was just just for having the cannabis oil, even if it's illegal, even if she should have known better, which uh, she should have apparently. Nine years is is crazy, but uh, this guy's sixteen years. What if he's innocent? What if he's another political prisoner? He's a uh, marine. It's a big deal uh, that he is. Uh, incarcerated over there. 888-528-2557. Craig in Redondo Beach. Welcome to Southern California Live. Oh, hey, thanks for uh, taking my call. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Craig. Hey, as um, uh, um, you know, as we discuss this case, it's uh, important to keep in mind, you know, everybody's smart and uh, has their own opinions, which is good, and I respect that. But um, I think we also have to keep in mind that um, this was an extremely tough decision on Mr. Biden's part in the administration. It's hard to, as civilians, I think it's hard to sit back and kind of comment on, on what went down when um, really we have absolutely zero knowledge of what went actually down. You know, I think the bottom line came down to, uh, you know, free Britney or don't at all. Yeah. You know, dealing with Mr. Putin is, uh, cannot be easy especially during this uh, current times. So I think that's uh, something that we should uh, kind of keep in mind as we discuss this case. Yeah, you know, Craig, I think that uh, you make a good point, and thanks for calling Southern California Live. And I, I say this with a lot of stuff, and I try to say this on the air. We don't, we're not a part of the conversations. There's always politics, and there's always things we don't know. 
But that's something I think in our conversation about things like this with each other and particularly with people in our relational world, right? So as as Christians, when we pull this back and we're having conversations with people we work with, the people that are in our family, people who come over for Christmas or whatever it is, you know, it's easy to sit and to speculate on the reasons that President Biden made a decision or the reasons that President Trump made a decision or the reasons that whoever is making these decisions. And the thing is, is we don't always know. Um, most of the time, there's a lot that we don't know. It is, uh, and there's a lot that goes on in international diplomacy that's actually very complicated. There might be other deals. Sometimes we learn after the administration that there were other things going on. In fact, one of the things, if you study presidents and their relationship with Russia, one of the things that made Ronald Reagan so successful with the Russians is that they gave up some political prisoners and they gave up some United States uh, citizens and they also gave up some some people who were imprisoned who were Jewish, who the United States was advocating for, they were just imprisoned because they were Jewish and high anti-Semitism in the Soviet Union. But they gave Ronald Reagan a an ultimatum. They said, we will let them go if you promise not to talk about it. You can't go on TV and have a press conference and say, look, we got these people out. You just have to let us do it and you have to take no political victory for it. And he did it. He didn't say a word about it. And in he it would have... You know, he was fairly popular anyway, right? But imagine the the victory dance he could have done. Look, we negotiated, we got these people out, and they got these, you know, it would have been great. And he didn't say a word. And what happened is, is it impressed the Russians. And it also brought Gorbachev to the table for the arms talks, for a whole lot of other things, because they trusted Ronald Reagan. And nobody knew about that until after the Reagan administration was over, and then the, and then the, eventually the fall of the Soviet Union, and people were free to talk about it. There are things going on that we don't know and that maybe we shouldn't know. I think some of the, the challenge today is that sometimes uh, we, we, we have so much distrust of our government today um, and not without, not without reason. We're going to talk about that a little bit the next hour. But we always should keep in mind that we don't know all the details of these things. All right. I got just a little bit of time here. Um, Mikey in Calabasas, welcome to Southern California Live. Hey, Scott. Good afternoon. Thanks for taking my call. You know, if you look at the, the messaging here, you know, there's a lot of messaging out there. There's some new uh, laws that have been signed in recently. I'm not even going to state what they are, but um, there's some popularity things happening. And let's look at what Brittany Griner was actually uh, detained for. We just have a it few seconds. A called, okay, hashish oil, well, cannabis oil, whatever you call it. In some places in the United States, it's legal. And federally, it's not. But anyway, it's 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 a crime. Can we get a positive message out of this? Saying, hey, kids, you know, although we got Brittany back, she was there for a legitimate reason. Every country doesn't have the same laws. We got to respect other countries' laws. Yeah, that's into my cup. I appreciate that, and I think that you're right that there's and there's a positive message that we have to respect other people's laws. I was noting in the uh, the World Cup that people are going over there to Qatar and. The United States is is reminding Americans, you do not have the right to free speech. You do not have the right of all these rights in this country. Those only apply to you in the, in the United States. And a lot of people don't know that going over there. And uh, it's a pretty significant problem. So I think that you're right. That's a positive thing that we need to pay attention to that. And the other way to look at it is we, with all of our problems, the United States is a great country and our freedoms are fantastic. And you don't have those freedoms in every place around the world in a lot of different places. I got to 
I got to cut it short here for now. We're going to be back in just a few minutes. We're going to talk about uh, what's going on at uh, Twitter and free speech, 888-528-2557. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. We'll be back as the Friday edition continues. Stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.